welcome to Deep Bronx Podcast. My name is Austin. I'm joined here with Ian. What's going on, my man? Hey, not much, man. Kevin, our other co-host, is not going to be able to join us this week, but he will be with us next week. This is a big week, though. We're recording here September 12th. It is a Saturday before the first Sunday of the NFL season. Of course, Broncos don't play till Monday night, the second mm-hmm. game of a doubleheader on Monday night. Uh, but a lot of big news either way. Much of it not great news. We'll get to that in a little bit. Vaughn Miller potentially out for the season, out for several months either way. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well as potential replacements for that. Um, but what I want to do, just because this is our first podcast of the season, we didn't really do much over the off season. Ian, I want to talk to you about just some of the free agents uh, we signed as well as some of the draft picks. I don't want to beat this dead horse because I'm sure I'm sure we've – Heard a lot about all these all these guys uh, over and over again over the uh, over the many months, but I do want to at least want to touch on them. So, uh, wh- why don't we start with you? What is what is some uh, some some of our draft picks that, that are kind of highlighted in your mind that you? How do you feel about the draft overall? I'm gonna say first off, Jarrell Casey is probably our best free agent pickup because of what we gave up was what a seventh round pick for a guy that's had five sacks round pick in the last nine years five pro bowls um i think he was our yeah. best pickup plus i mean you, he's right in the middle um and a lot of people are gonna say uh you know aj boyer being a great pickup i think it was a good pickup um it would have been a great pickup if we would have kept chris harris um, because AJ Boy is, yeah, because yeah, AJ Boy is not a number one ever. You know, last he's year he's a strong number two. He's a strong number two. He's a bad number one. I mean, uh, actually, mm. last year he gave up the most receiving yards for a cornerback in the entire NFL. Oh, over eight eight hundred wow. yards. Over eight hundred yards. So I mean, now you we get I didn't notice um, that. So now we get Bryce Callahan back, mm-hmm. um, which he really should be in the slot position. Now we're going to probably mm-hmm. move him out to the left. He's five. I he, think he, in two receiver sets. Uh, yeah, in two receiver. I, th- I don't three, think I. Okay, in I, three I, receiver I'm, sets, they might go OJ Amudia. I don't know though. Or Devonte Harris, depending on true. I don't, obviously we didn't we didn't get to witness a whole lot of camp. I don't know who outshined who in that. I don't think anyone ran away with the job. But I think because Vic Fangio knows Bryce they, Callahan, they outshined uh, Isaac Yadam, Dante Bosby, and Isaac Yadam. <laughs> um, oh, we got. But here's the thing: pick. Vic Fangio knows Bryce Callahan and his strengths. True, true, true. Which is in the slot. So chances are, especially with Chris Harris gone, who moved in on the slot a lot of times. Uh, we'll probably have Bryce Callahan moving on the slot in three receiver sets. Yeah. Let's talk about our. Right, so we'll talk about the draft a little bit. We yeah. nailed. We nailed. We nailed. We slept back, and we got Jerry Judy, who is Jerry the most, Judy, the most who what a route great, I could I could not believe they he said. Felt all right, they, there's 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 two different things. They said he's either the best since Amari Cooper, which played on the same team. Or the best mm-hmm. since Marvin Harrison, which would be like, whoa. Which, my God. Oh. 
And if for any any of you fan any of you fantasy guys, we're gonna we're gonna go back into this a little. You know, it's gonna be a short podcast, but um, with the Court and Sutton injury, Jerry Judy is almost thrusted into the number one job with Tim Patrick. Sutton is questionable for game one. Questionable because he's got and an, a, he's got an AC, he's got an AC joint joint sprain. sprain. Yeah. Uh, which, which is not considered serious. Not serious. We thought it was serious, and I was like, oh, my God, here, we got Von Miller's gone potentially of the year, but not. We don't know yet. He he did have his surgery, I think, was it today? I think he had his surgery today. Um, He had a surgery. What it was, it was a tendon that runs. It's not like it's not your. Oh, he had his surgery uh, yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? So it's the it's the tendon that runs down yeah. there to your pinky and your middle toe. And he severed or ruptured the one that goes to the pinky. Um so I mean I'm I'm not a doctor. Dang. I don't know how that I mean I mean imagine D Bronx podcast for all your medical needs. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. You said, oh, dude, they're coming for us for all. Yeah, we're like Adam Schefter, but not. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, no, but, so yeah. uh, go ahead. I was going to say, but uh, other draft picks, Jerry Jews, hi. Um, the other ones that I loved, um, I do like KJ Hamler, even though he's coming off of an injury. Uh, yeah. He's probably doubtful for week one, unless something else happens. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, week one starter, Cushenberry, center, LSU, won the championship. So he's going to be a plug-and-play right there. Yeah. Um, uh, the tight end, uh, he's injured. Um, Albert O, he's injured. He's on the injury report. So we don't know if he's going to play. Don't know where he would actually stack up when you got you know, when you got, you know, no Fant, you got, <clears throat> you got, um, Jake Butts coming back. I mean, I heard this guy's had a, you know, an amazing camp. So, oh yeah. What a man. story it would be for him to finally like four knee injuries, <laughs> four ACLs. That's what I'm talking about. How and then I had, I mean, I, I mean, that, that, that guy doesn't have knees anymore. I mean, if I mean, he, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't actually wrap his knees. It's just duct tape. It's just some gelatin. It's just... <laughs> just duct tape around his knees. But I, I, I would love to see him even get one, two catches in the game. Just be like, ah, it's what you were at Michigan. Drafted one pick but um, George Kittle. OJ Mudia. I mean, he's going to be a guy that we are really going to be leaning on this year. Really going to be leaning on OJ Mudia this year because – our secondary other than our safeties are questionable at least. Yeah. 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 Ian, let me jump in here. Let me jump yep. in here. Uh, I do like, do you like a lot of the draft point uh, draft picks? Jerry, uh, Jerry, Judy, of course, Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, Albert. O. Uh, again, I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name. I think you know it better than I do, but I do uh, stoked about that. Um, uh, soaked about a lot of those picks and then free agents. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. uh, we lost, uh, some guys, um, some, some guys, brutal you know, ones. 
total totally fine leaving some guys chris harris that one hurt you know um especially because aj boy like he said he's a great number two he's not he uh, his one year as the true number one corner did not necessarily shine now here's the thing maybe he'll bounce back maybe he'll uh mm-hmm. uh be able to because he was not playing on a good team by any means so oh, not at um, all so maybe he'll be able to bounce back from that and uh and show that he can be a true number one uh that's certainly the hope um we I'm lost hoping. the center we lost our center what's his name drawing a blank uh, went to the Jets. Went to the Jets. Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern. Um, yeah, that was a tough loss. Of course, that's where Cushionberry hopefully comes in. That's a kind of big holes, uh, big big shoes to fill. It um, is. But free agents loved the signing of Graham Glasgow from Detroit. Uh, he's going to be our right guard, one of the highest rated right guards last year. Um, yeah. Melvin Gordon don't like this signing nearly as much um, because I don't think that he is much of an upgrade over. Now, I, I know his history. I know his Pro Bowl history. I know he scores a lot of touchdowns. He's a great goal line back. Nobody, I'm not complaining about that. And he's he's a good receiver out of the backfield, but he's not rushing the ball. He's average at best. Yep. Average at best, 3.8 yards per carry. Um, like I call all Wisconsin backs, four point nine <laughs> yards per carry for four point nine for mm-hmm. uh, Phil Lindsay. Uh, definitely, Phil Lindsay deserved the money instead of Gordon. Um, and Gordon is essentially the same thing as Royce Freeman, but expensive. Like in terms true, of true. where their strengths are, what they've been able to do. Guess what? Guess who had three point yards per carry last year as well. Royce Freeman. Guess who's a better pass blocker than Phil Blinsey? Royce Freeman. So Melvin Gordon, better pass blocker? So is Royce Freeman. It's just like it. we spent unnecessary money on a big name that doesn't really – I mean – Doesn't – Now, here's the thing. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he just lights it up. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Phil Blinsey's going to lead this backfield. I think he's going to lead it by a wide margin. I really, really do. Especially now he's got a fire under him, and we know how he does when he's got a fire under him. But he's the one who deserved to be signed. Two Pro Bowl or two thousand yard seasons back to back, starting his career in the NFL as an undrafted rookie mm-hmm. last year or yeah, the year prior. Um, one of the most underrated signings of the year. Uh, free agent signings of the year was uh, punter Sam Martin. Punter Sam Martin. In almost every statistical true, punting true, category, true. last year, Colby Wadman was in the bottom third of almost every punting statistical category. Uh, you can get 27th to 25th uh, for net punting yards and gross uh, punting average. I Yep. Can't remember which is which there, but Sam Martin... Much higher. I think he was uh, maybe 17th. Uh, somebody can check my work on this. Uh, 17th, I believe it was, in regards to his um, gross yards mm-hmm. per punt, mm-hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken. But he was 11th in net. Uh, and I think he was in the top four. I think for punts downed inside the twenty yard line, um, so nice. this is this is actually this is a bigger signing than I think we understand, especially in a season where we did not have 
OTAs or pre preseason games. So the offense mm-hmm. is still going to be working, uh, trying to gel. The offense is going to be a work in progress. So there's probably going to be quite a few punts, as much as we hate to hear that. Um, it's probably be quite a few punts. And with that being the case, with with so many punts, um, we're gonna need we're gonna need to be able to flip the field. And so that's that's a that's an important part of this year, is with the Agreed. offense being young. <laughs> Without preseason games, a lot of punts, he's going to be real key, real instrumental to us succeeding or not succeeding. So, uh, moving on though. So you know who's are... going to help? You know who's going to help us? Go ahead, though. Brandon McManus, four years. Oh yeah, seventeen point five million. Dollars. New shiny four year four year contract. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that signing. He's had some struggles over fifty yards, but it's pretty automatic under fifty yards. But yeah, I think, that 57 uh, yard gets the charges. Defi- I know. I'm just saying 48% over 50 in the last couple of years. Um, so he's had his struggles. That's all. Oh, I'm he's saying. had but his I struggles. Think he's oh, yeah, he's had his struggles. Around. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think after he slammed his helmet. I think, he, I think he, sure. when he slammed his helmet that one time when they were going for the 64-yard field goal, might have gotten paid. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he yeah. was so he was pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I do. I liked him way more. Like I always thought, like Brandon Manis, you know, pretty good kicker. I mean, I'm used to Matt Prater and Jason Elam and stuff like that. And I thought he was always been a pretty good kicker. But when he wanted to go out there and kick that 64 yarder, and Vic Fangio was like, "Nope, sit your butt on the bench," and he. Went out there and slammed his. I was like, I like that guy. Moving on, uh, Colby. So, quick cor- correction: he was six. So Sam Sam Martin punter was six in punts down inside the twenty oh, yard six. line. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was the one correction I needed to make. Uh, franchise tag Justin Simmons because we could not get him to a long term deal. We need to get him to a long term deal. Don't want to spend too much time on that because his value is obvious. We don't even have to talk about it. He is yep. he is a top two safety in the league. Um, best safety so tandem in the league. To get him, yeah. Him, best him, safety tandem. Yep. And he's he he's one or two in the league, I think, in my opinion, for free safeties. Agreed. Um, but so, moving on, we we did have some surprise cuts. We had biggest one being Todd Davis. We decided to cut him. Um, Might need the, him back. Led the, led the team. Yeah, I know, right? Led the team in tackles the last two years, right? Yep. And. One of the things we don't understand is so Todd Davis, him getting cut. I was kind of torn because, like, I think he's lost a step. I think he's a liability in coverage, but he also is a good leader, and he's the one mm-hmm. who calls those defensive adjustments on the field. Um, so, especially with yep. Vaughn Miller potentially being out for the year, um, yeah, we have a leadership vacuum on the defensive side of the ball now. Um, I think it's going to be up to guys like Simmons and it's AJ going to be Boye, Simmons. Maybe got to be got to be Simmons or Casey. Some of these guys are going to have to fill that void. Uh, Todd Davis cut. We ended up signing Mark Barron, injured, and traded for a guy named Austin Carlitro. Yep. Mark Barron, I know a little bit more about Austin Carlitro, not as much. Not as much. Um, do you have anything one. to offer? Uh, about either one of these guys real quick. Uh, Mark Barron obviously started as a safety first round pick from Alabama. Uh, they went to the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, basically you would call him a, a bust. Honestly, I mean he's so always far, been yeah. he's always been serviceable. I mean, I mean yeah, he, he hasn't been terrible, but not, as a first round pick, yeah, just not you need great. To be, you're not, you need to be more than starter worthy, and he's yeah, yeah, barely, like he's not even starter worthy. Like his production on the field is like a third to fourth rounder, really. Um, do we need his depth now? And now he's even injured, so um, he's not playing on Monday night. Vic Fangio came out and said that today. Um, he's yeah, not playing he's, tonight. He's hurting. But for some reason, for some reason, Vic Fangio is loving um what's his name? Um Josie Jewell. He's loving him. I don't think that for me that's not a for some reason type of situation. I think the only place that Josie Jewell maybe lacks is his coverage. speed. Or coverage. It's coverage. Speed. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, speed plays yeah. into coverage. I think he has he has some coverage ability, but if he's got to run within it, someone for more than a few seconds, then that that's going to fall apart quick because he doesn't have the speed to keep up with a lot of guys. Because he um, say- I think he's good, maybe initial coverage, uh, but he can't just keep running man to man with guys. Um, right. But he's good in zone. He's good in zone coverage. True. Okay? True. Very he knows how he knows how to keep the zone. He's extremely intelligent, so he's. I think he's going to be able to make those adjustments at the line. I think, and I have a lot of hope and a lot of trust in Alexander Johnson as well. Oh, I um, love the dinosaur. Love that guy. So Josie Jewell is also a better run stopper, at least at this stage in his career, mm-hmm. than Todd Davis is. Oh, so I know. Todd 100%. Davis was good, but he started to tail off a little bit. Um, in in filling those those run gaps, and I think Josie Jewell is going to be an improvement in that area, and not a downgrade in coverage. Right, right, uh, right. Not necessarily a down. Maybe not an upgrade in coverage, but not a downgrade in coverage. I think Mark Barron. I'm not saying he's a great coverage linebacker, but I think Mark Barron and Austin Calitro are going to be the guys, at least on the inside, the off ball linebackers that I think are going to be uh, tasked with more coverage than Josie Jewell. I think Josie Jewell's a, a first and second down back or linebacker. I think so. hundred percent. hundred percent. And then they'll have him out for uh, Mark Barron or Austin Calitra. Obviously mm-hmm. when these guys are not out. For oh, him, no, I believe. Course, yeah. hundred you know, percent. Just looking at the full season as a, uh, you know, the grand scheme of things. So um, this is going to, so Vaughn Miller injury. Yep. This is this is this is gonna be the this is part of the podcast that I want to spend a little bit of time on. Uh, okay. We're trying to keep this to a shorter podcast anyway. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about, obviously, Von Miller's injured, potentially out for the whole season, definitely out for several months. Okay, definitely several months. So yeah. he's so this is a big, big, blow big loss. Defense. It's a big loss. Big big loss. Um, and there's no way around that. Um. Obviously, we got Bradley Chubb back, but he's day to day. Um, and then you have Malik Reed and yeah. Jeremy Atachu to try and fill this pass rusher hole. At least when you're looking at guys on the roster right now, Malik Reed, I think, has potential, but he hasn't shown it yet. Not a whole lot. Outside the roster, I think I think we really have to go get a veteran edge rusher. Um, and I know you and I have talked about it a little bit, Ian. Obviously, the 
the fruit dangled there for Clay Matthews. And the biggest biggest yeah. hindrance with Clay Matthews is his contract with the Rams got cut. $2 million still owed to him. If he gets a contract with another team for less than $2 million or $2 million, let's say let's say he gets a one-year contract with, with a team for $2 million, it offsets mm-hmm. the money he's owed by the Rams. And so then he's virtually playing for free. So I think that's the biggest hindrance. I don't think it's necessarily that he doesn't want to play for Denver. But we weren't offering enough money for him, I think. But he's also the best guy, free agent, still out there. He had eight sacks last year in a limited role for the LA Rams last year. As a pure edge rusher, I think he's the best option available. Thought he was, yeah. I know, Ian, I, t- I brought up an idea to you. And I think Sissel uh, uh, Lammy... Cecil Lammy, my man. Cecil Lammy, he he actually brought up the same thing later on. Uh, is is the idea of trading for Ryan Kerrigan of the Washington, quote unquote, football team? Um, yeah. The reason the and the reason for this is Ryan Kerrigan has one year left on his contract. He's thirty two years old, and obviously he's one of the higher higher paid edge rushers on that team, but they have. A filthy, rich mm-hmm. abundance of pass rushers on that team. That is about the only strength that team has is pass rushers. So they can afford to let him go. They got Chase Young, elsewhere. dude. That's... So I say, <laughs> yeah, Chase Young, Monte Sweat. Like these guys are going to be the future of their pass rush, right? Ryan Kerrigan. And Chase Young is basically the new. The, Chase Young is literally the new Von Miller. Yes, but it doesn't look like Ryan Kerrigan is in the plans. No. Why don't we offer something for him? Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying any anywhere in the third third fourth round pick. I'm saying maybe fifth, sixth, seventh. Probably lure him out yeah. because otherwise Washington's gonna lose him in free agency next year and get nothing for him. And True. get nothing for him. So I think it benefits benefit us to reach out to Washington, see about getting Ryan Kerrigan because he's still got pass rushing ability even in this stage of his career. Certainly not no what no one's going to fill the Von Miller hole, but we got to attempt to at least offset it a little bit. And I think Ryan Kerrigan's oh, yeah. the best candidate other than Clay Matthews, who uh, doesn't oh. look like he's going to be able to. Um, or is he it, he's tur- not going to he play unless he down. gets a big contract, you know, because of the. You know, because of that offsetting, he gets he gets paid two million dollars to literally sit at home and do nothing. So yeah, um, I think he gets like two I, million dollars from Head and Shoulders, dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the other guy that it looks like Denver has reached out to is Cameron Wake. Yeah. Okay, Cameron Wake reached out, no deal. Okay, but here's here's the thing about Cam- Cameron Wake's thirty eight years old. He's still a beast, though. He kind of is a beast. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. I. I don't know if he's a beast because he's not. My, he's not year, my. He's not Miami beast from like. But in nine games last year, nine games last year, he had two and a half sacks and eleven QB hits. I get it. I get it. I'm not. I, I would. I mean, we need somebody. I think Cameron Wake would definitely be a guy that. Hey, he's somebody that would fill that hole a little bit. Uh, he's also got over. You know, he's one of only three active players in, with the. 100 plus career sacks so obviously we know who Cameron Wake is we know the the ability he has uh other right. guys is another guy that Terrell Suggs certainly again nothing like he used to be but he had six and a half sacks last year 
Um, we just we need somebody. We need to sign somebody, especially because our back end coverage. I don't think he's going to be able to hold up, which brings me to another point. Mm-hmm. We need to sign Prince of Mukamara, and we need to sign yeah. him now. Now, now. I mean, we dude, need to sign dude, him we now. Can't, dude, we can't go into the. We can't go. I mean, I don't think the signing. If they were to sign any of these guys, I don't think they're going to sign them before week one. A lot. I think a lot of these signings are going to happen after after the week happens, and they see like. I just don't see the sign is coming before. Like I, you can't sign Prince of Mukamura right now and then suit him up on Monday. The guy's gonna be like, "What?" Yeah, but you could I sign just, him now and have him ready for week two. That gets him in the building week two, week two, right? Plans. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing about Prince of Mukamara. I know, like, if you're a listener, you're probably thinking, "Oh, Prince of Mukamara has not been that good in his career anyway." Totally understand. We we understand. He's, he's he's all right with the Giants. Kind, Somewhat of a bust. Somewhat of a bust when you take into his to to take into account his draft pedigree. Um, however, his one year that he was really really good was in none other than Vic Fangio's defense in Chicago with the Bears. Hell yeah, it was. That's why because he knows the system, he knows the terminology, and he's already shown the ability that. Through his whole career, the only the only defensive coordinator that he had a good, potentially great year with was Vic Fangio. So he could slide in. And, I mean, again, look at all these unknowns. We got Callahan who's coming off an injury, didn't play at all. Callahan played with Prince and Bickamara. Oh, I know. You got A.J. Boye who did not show very well as a true number one last year. And then you got Devontae Harris and the rookie and uh, what's his name, O.J.? What, Michael OJ, OJ, OJ Amudia? Yeah. These guys are unknowns. Like we have a lot of unknowns in our cornerback room and potential weaknesses. So Prince of Mukamara, we already know, can play well in this system. You know what I mean? And I think that we need to Yeah. We need to get a guy who knows the system, who can slide right in and be at at least serviceable. He's gonna be Probably better than serviceable, but at least serviceable. Because you got to <sighs> think about this, especially oh, with the with the with the cornerback. So Monday night, ten o'clock. Well, ten o'clock my time. Seven ten your time. Um, yeah. Who who do you go? Do you go AJ Aboye or do you go AJ Brown? AJ Brown's going to destroy. Who's that winning dude. that matchup most of the time? Yeah. <laughs> At least based on recent evidence. At least, at least based on recent evidence. Recent evidence. And when he AJ was a rookie Boye last year. Was in Houston, he was a rookie. God, he was good. Um. Oh yeah, but I'm um, just AJ. I mean, AJ Brown is AJ Brown's a beast, dude. And he's going. He's well, going to hey, go up against AJ Bouye. Yeah, I know it was a rookie season. He didn't really pop off until Ryan Tannehill came in after we. Basically, the Broncos ended uh, what's his name's career. What's the guy that? uh, Oh, you talking about Cam Newton? No, not Cam Newton. The other guy, the other one that (laughs) likes to run. Oh, Marcus Mariota. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. I like him. Yeah, no, he's a Raider. 
So now we hate him even yeah, more. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't sound like John is so set on having Derek Carr long term. So no, he, he likes he s- dude. He likes Mariota. He does. But hey, let let. So we we I want to we got to wrap this up here in a minute. A yep. couple names we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about Drew Locke at all. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to talk. I want to talk just a little bit about your expectations for this game, for this offense, and for this season by record what you believe everything as it stands what their record's going to be but let's start with drew lock in the offense what are your expectations for this drew lock i feel like as elway said i see a little bit of him in me so i'm hoping we, we started off with the 4-1 start in his career. Yeah. He has the control of the offense. He ha- He's the dude. We haven't had oh, the dude. Sure. Really haven't had the dude since Peyton Manning. I mean, Sammy and stuff like that, they were serviceable, but like controlled the locker room. And has everybody behind their back. I mean, when you got Von Miller saying, like, this dude's a badass. That's that's a lot. I mean, after five starts, that's a lot to say about somebody. It's a lot. Um, so Now, now I, hearing it from inside the locker room, I'd say, is not as big as hearing it from someone outside the locker room. Because, of course, they're going to have their guys back. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it means nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to have he's going to have his guys back. He's going to have his guys back. L- let me say this about Drew Locke. I know that John Elway talked about, oh, I kind of see a little bit of myself in him. I actually, you know who I see more of in Drew Locke is Brett Favre. I see more Brett Favre oh. in Drew Locke than I do John Elway because of, <laughs> of his gunslinger mentality. Because of his gunslinger mentality. And he oozes swagger. I mean, he oozes character. Oh, the swag. He's a likable guy. He's already stepped into a leadership role. I really, really, really love Drew Locke. Am I completely sold on him being a franchise quarterback yet? Not quite. Can't do it after five starts. We saw some good things, but he had one great game, three mediocre games, and one terrible game. So the terrible game was. There's still a lot to see here. Oh yeah, there's still a lot to see and a lot of. You know, we got a new new offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, which may which mm-hmm. may actually be a benefit, but um, be. but there's still a lot of unknowns here too. I say when I look at this offense, I do think that they're going to imp- improve over last year because you don't have Joe Flacco checking it down every every dang play. Um, so I do think they're going to improve over last year. I think our receivers are going to be good overall. Cortland Sutton, of course, losing Emmanuel Sanders is a blow. We lost him last year. Yeah. Uh, and not having him going to seasons is a blow. Uh, but Cortland Sutton with Jerry Judy, potentially the best route runner since Marvin Harrison, KJ Hamler to run those slot and also get deep on the seam routes. Uh, Cause he's got mad speed. I mean, just crazy speed. Um, and then the tight ends, let's not forget about the tight ends. Noah Fant. Come uh, on. We got Noah Fant, Jake, Butt drafted before George Kittle. If he stays healthy, Health is, is that's important. right. He was drafted before George Kittle. And then and then guess who has guess who has chemistry with Drew Locke? Oh. Albert 
O. Played with him in college. Again, yeah. not trying to pronounce his name, but he played with him in college, so he's already got the chemistry with him. So he may not be an every down tight end, but when he's in there, that he could be. be I mean, he could, outlet, he could I mean? definitely be a guy when you're talking about like we're in the red zone. Yeah. When we're in the red sure, zone. For sure. Boom. All day. And he's got he's got some of the best speed of a tight end in the league right now. Dude, think of it this way. If you do a two tight end set, two wide receiver, you got Jody, you got Judy, Cortland Sutton, you got Alberto, and Fant. No Fant. Yeah. Well, we'll see about Jake Butt. Well, Jake Butt will be in there too. Yeah. Uh, so I do. So He'll be in there I do too. want to get a couple predictions here. So obviously we talked a lot about the defense. Okay. Uh, talked a lot about kind of you know individual players and things like that. Uh, we know we need somebody mm-hmm. to fill in for Von Miller. We know we need, at least based on what you and I think, we definitely, in in my opinion, need another cornerback. Um, yeah. But we have good running backs. We have great running backs. We have an, a great line that backs. looks upgraded. Um, though we still are unsure about the tackle spots. Yeah, we have Graham Glasgow, yep. Dalton Reisner, another year of Dalton Reisner. Um, you also have, you know, Elijah Wilkinson slash Demar Dotson. Uh, I don't know. I'm Elijah not gonna Wilkinson lie. Was terrible last year. But not he gonna was lie. Good the year before, so that's not kind of lie. a wild card. Dalton Reisner might be my favorite Bronco Brown. Oh, I like him a lot. I like him <laughs> a lot. Um, and he then Bulls like that dude. If he can stop uh. holding people. Yeah, dude. Can't hold people. Did but. much better after Drew Locke took over, but he we'll did. see. Um, but let's get predictions here. So okay. let's start with this game. Let's start with the Monday night game against Tennessee. What do you think? Ooh, no so crowd. I, Keep in mind, we're playing in Denver, but there's no crowd. Um, after You know, I honestly think they should put a crowd in there after Kansas City did it. Um. Because I think they put like 16,000 people in the crowd. And they did a good job. Um, I know they're going to pump noise into the crowd, into the game. Um, Not the same. I, I, I'm going to go Broncos 33-27. 33-27 Broncos. 33-27 just because. Okay. So you think it's going to be a shootout? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna start slinging the ball. Okay, here. So I think I think Drew Locke. I think they're gonna come out with everything that's happened. I think they're gonna come out and throw the ball deep to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna throw the ball deep on the first play of the game to to at least show, hey, we're not scared. But Tennessee's a good team. Great team. They Tennessee basically team. took down Kansas City with Von Miller gone as. As I, I we talked, you and I talked uh, earlier in the week Monday with Kevin. Uh, I was I was predicting a seventeen to thirteen Broncos win. Right, I'm changing my tune a little bit without Von Miller. I hate to say this, but I want to be realistic. Without Von Miller, such a big loss. I am now predicting a 23-20 Titans win. Hate to say it, no, I mean, but Titans, the Titans. I mean, they made the AFC Championship game last year. This is not a nobody team. This is not the Titans of old. This team is loaded on offense. They have a decent defense, and offenses are going to have trouble this year 
they have a little more chemistry. Most of their starting offense is returning. They have that chemistry. True. Same offensive coordinator as last year. We have a new offensive coordinator. We have a lot of new faces, young guys. First year, Drew Locke's going in as the starter. It's just I hate to say it, but I just it's it's hard for me to envision uh, Broncos winning this game. I'm I'm saying um, uh, Broncos go down twenty three to twenty. That's a respectable thing. I understand. I I can see why you say that. Yeah. So uh, real quick, so let's end the podcast with our season record prediction. Okay. And we'll get Kevin's next week. Of course. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine and seven. Okay. Nine, and, go nine seven. and seven. That was my original. I'm thinking eight and eight. Either way, I mean, expanded playoff this year. True. We'll be in the conversation. We'll be in contention. Probably fall short at eight and eight. Um. But I think we have a, a we have a ceiling of ten and six, and I don't think our floor is lower than seven and nine. Yeah, and I don't want to play I, the Saints in Week Seventeen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care how old Breeze is; that dude is not. That dude is so good. Uh, okay, <laughs> so well, we got the predictions. Obviously, I'm hoping for much better, but with Von Miller out, it's just hard unless we get guys that fill in that role. And maybe my tune changes after a couple weeks, and that's the hope. We we certainly hope that my tune changes in a couple weeks. I taught you and Reed; they could come they, through. They, we don't they know yet. Could they could come on fire? Like I mean, think of Shaq Barrett. I mean, Shaq Barrett was exactly. a guy that was. I mean, so so it's not to, it's not to say for sure, but until I see some of these guys step in and fill those roles uh yeah that's it's I mean, just we'll, hard to we'll find out happening. we'll find out over the next like couple weeks especially on monday night yeah um yeah but i think i think i'm looking for a win does it happen don't know i was thinking... well you're going 33 27 broncos i'm going 23 20 titans definitely hoping for your prediction though me um, too dude. anything else you want to you want to say before we close out no, uh, you know, go Broncos. Um, go Broncos. <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think, honestly, 100%, Sutton doesn't go. Jerry Judy is the guy. Yeah. Jerry Judy oh, sure. and Noah Fant. Jerry Judy and Noah Fant are the Noah guys. Fant's going to be used heavily without, if Corton Sutton doesn't go. He's going to be used heavily. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be used heavily anyway, but. Yeah, he was already okay, in the well, thing. Okay, well. Well, hey, uh, we're certainly hoping that that in a couple of days we'll be we'll be talking again after a, a Broncos win. That is certainly yep. the hope. Uh, so, Broncos country, we'll talk to you soon. From Ian, from myself, D Bronx Podcast. We're out.